1-800-209-1679. That's 1-800-209-1679. Pick up the phone and make the call. Get today's Consensus Club play absolutely free. Coming from the outside to the inside here at SportsInsidersRadio.com, get our top consensus play from me, John, yours truly, plus Kenny White and Brian Blessing. It's absolutely free. Don't stall. Make the call. 1-800-209-1679. 1-800-209-1679. Hey, this is former odds maker Kenny White now on your side of the counter. Go to oddsxfactor.com where I'm going to reveal all the secrets how to beat the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and especially college sports. College is my forte. I love totals. I love second halves. And I love in-game. I was seen on 60 Minutes. I can beat the point spread. I was on the other side. Now I'm with you. Go to oddsxfactor.com. JohnSyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. And away we go with Sports Insider Radio coming to you from Las Vegas. Brian Blessing, glad to be with you. We got the boys ready to rock and roll. You can check it out at sportsinsiderradio.com, 800-209-1679. Another edition of Sports Insider Radio underway as we welcome in our good pals, John and Mike, back in what I would assume would be toasty, humid Baltimore. This Swamp City. <laughs> How's the summer going, fellas? I mean, Mike has been flying around the world. He's like a, I don't even know, jet setter. Yeah, that's the word, jet setter. First he's meeting clients in Dominican, then he's in Aruba, and then he wanted to go to Cuba. Cuban cigars, but they said, nah, we'll, just, we'll, we'll come back to the States before we go back to Cuba. The guy's been all over the country. All I know is one thing. You've never seen a bigger world World Cup soccer fan as I've seen in the last two games that have been played. Anyone? Anyone? Well, Michael, welcome back. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be back, but it was uh, Aruba is definitely a paradise. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm for the World Cup. Tell Mr. Blessing about the sports betting in Aruba. So it's a kiosk. It's You don't actually have a teller that you walk up, a ticket right you have to walk up to a kiosk. You place your wagers like an ATM. You don't get cashed out through the t- kiosk. You you place your wagers. You get a little slip. And if you have any issue with the machine, there is a phone number you can call. 
right from the machine where they could, you know, a live uh, teller virtually can look to the machine so fix anything for you on the spot. Um, but then if you want to, you get your little paper ticket, and then if you cash it out, you have until midnight where the, you go up to the cashier counter, just like if you were for blackjack or roulette, and you get a payout if you want to cash a ticket after midnight like I tried to do. They tell you to come back in the morning. That company is closed for the night. So it's not like in Vegas where you can hit cashier casino at three in the morning when you when you have those tickets that you need to cash. But uh, you know, it just goes to show you that might be a little insight technologically of where sports betting will be at some point. Where you you know, just like they automate all other industries, Brian. I mean, could you imagine? Now I don't know. You know, I don't know how that works. Never done that in Vegas. I've never seen that in Vegas. It's old school. You either have the app, I guess, which is the automated teller now, um, and then you have obviously walk up to the casino. So I guess the apps would be your version of the automated automatic tellers. Well, the convenience aspect of the industry, and I mean, and it uh, you, you can talk about the impact it's had on you guys, I and mean, because halftime wagers uh, and things that go on with in-game wagering and that um, the immediacy of it, uh, I'm sure, has massively changed your business model. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. As you know, I'm a big in-game trader. You know, I trade sports like a. I look at the sports just as another financial market, and it's funny, you know, today is July 3rd, so tomorrow, obviously, the financial markets are closed, and somebody was saying to me, what's the big difference between the financial industry and the sports betting industry? Simple. We don't close. My, my, my kids uh, said, what are you doing tomorrow for 4th of July? I said, I'll be in the office. There's early games all day long. <laughs> we got games. That's we got right. games. We got more. You know, we don't get to take off. You know, we got, uh, you know, there's an, uh, there's an 8.05 a.m. game for you in Las Vegas tomorrow. I know you're very excited to wake up and handicap the Marlins Nationals game. But the point is, is that this is truly 365 days a year. And that goes back into the patience factor of sometimes the best bet, as me and you talked about and did our webinar ago the bet you make sometime is 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 the one you don't make but it's changed since we did that webinar because now the best bet you make might be the bet you make after the game starts amen hey let me tell you what fellas uh, we got a shaky little phone connection here we're gonna step aside we'll be 60 seconds we're gonna come back and we're gonna get back in touch with john and mike as we roll on on sports insider radio Syndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. 
years. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. All right, back with you here. Sports Insider Radio. Invite you to check out sportsinsiderradio.com. Let's check in with the boys and see if this is a little better. Hello, boys. We're back. We're here. We're ready to roll. All right, much better, much better. So talk to me about the Women's World Cup uh, as these games have soldiered on. And we're we're basically in the home stretch now and got a big one to see who goes to take on the U.S. game uh, the day we're doing this because I know you use this and play it during the week. But you got the Netherlands and Sweden coming up, and the quality of the soccer is good, and there's an opportunity to make money. Well, I mean, the U.S. have been a heavy favorite uh, the entire tournament, and the last two games with France, beating France and then beating England, those were the, in a way, the, the semifinals and finals. They're the better teams. U.S. has already beaten Sweden in the group play. And really the other big contender on the other side of the bracket was Germany, which Sweden beat last game. So, I mean, the U.S., again, it's really their tournament to lose. Uh, it's been that way since, you know, they were up 13-0 in the first game and everybody was giving them crap about running up the score. But since then they've just been poised. And you could just tell even when... I think, other- Brian, I think Brian was part of the group that was giving him... Yeah, yeah. Uh- but even with... Even with these teams that try to make it a close game where they tie it up at some point in the game, you could just see the veteran leadership that these girls have been there before um, in the previous World Cup to the defending champions. So when it comes to crunch time in the second half, these other teams don't know how to close out games, and the USA does, which it matters in these elimination rounds. The last 10, 15 minutes of the game, when you're up a goal, there's just a certain type of play it's not specifically an attacking, let's score more goals. It's just running the clock, knowing how to grind it out, and the USA just does that better than anybody else in the world. You know, we had them yesterday, advance, and we had them yesterday to advance, and even though they were laying a big figure, again, you don't pay the deuce when you win. So at the end of the day, you know, you can make money during the tournament, but even besides the World Cup, Ryan, there's two other big tournaments that are going on right now. U.S. and Jamaica uh, the Co- tonight, the men. Right. There's the World Cup, which this, this is a huge issue that that is going on around here. Um, the Gold Cup final is scheduled for the exact same time on Sunday as the Women's World Cup final. And How they can try that to be? move it. I mean, it's ridiculous. They they wanted them to move the Gold Cup because of the World Cup, and they wouldn't do it, so they're both scheduled at the same exact time. Come on, guys. That's like saying on a Sunday all these games are starting at 10, uh, 10 o'clock or 1 o'clock east, or they're starting at 4 o'clock uh, east on the second set of the NFL games. We're digital bettors. We don't care. We'll, bet. we, we, we'll watch every game, multiple TVs. Who cares? Yeah, but, you know, it's the final. I mean, yeah, it's but, not but a that, regular that, game. Well, first of all, First of all, it's insane, regardless. But the odds are pretty good 
that the U.S. men and women are going to play opposite each other? It's insanity. Right. At the same time, I remember a couple years ago, Ravens were going to have an opening night uh, game after they won the Super Bowl, and they had to move the Oriole game. So they didn't want to play them at the same time. So, again, it's the same city. That's a little bit different scenario, but they could have easily moved this game a couple hours uh, for you know for the fans to be able to watch both you know simultaneously. So again, it's it's just one of those things. Look, I'm happy with if both men and women's win both the prospective tournaments, well, and then the third tournament, Brian, yes, is the Copa America. There's a great matchup last night. I don't know if you happen to Argentina, Argentina and Brazil. They hate each other. Um, it was on TV on Telemundo, so you have to watch it in Spanish, which honestly is even better. Sorry, I couldn't help it's it. It's much better to watch it in Spanish because these guys are so animated and they're so you know enthusiastic about each and every play. It's much different than, than watching yeah, it. You don't even have to understand it. It just sounds you just Well, I, I, right. will, I will tell you this. And this will be a real interesting social experiment. If that came to pass, that the U.S. men and women were playing at the same time, and there's already the disparity in the money between what the men make and what the women make, I will guarantee you the women's game will have better ratings. And oh, they, not even they, close. They are not going to close. open up such a kettle of fish by doing this. They're so stupid. I mean, not that the women you know deserve a payday, but it's going to be it's going to be on full display. When if you put them on opposite one another, who more people watch? Right. As long as you can parlay them together, yes. I guess uh, the telling tale is, is: is the USA going to win tonight? That's the key. Uh, no cupcake, right? Jamaica. Uh, What's the line? The crazy thing, man. Jamaica is helter skelter. But they got some guys that run like reindeer, and they're going to get a handful of chances. There's no doubt about that. Right, and I mean, again, this this type of tournament, it's they want to bring their best foot forward because this is going to lead them into the the bigger tournaments, which would be the World Cup coming up in a couple years. You know, the U.S. right now to advance are five fifty favorite, but to win the game in regulation. There are 200 favors. Explain this. Explain this to the listening viewers. So yesterday, you released the U.S. to advance, and then all of a sudden, the phones lit up like it was a Sunday morning in the NFL. What does that mean? So, so explain to it. to the to the obviously to the listener that's never bet soccer before. It, this far in the tournament, there are no ties. That one team has to advance, and well, actually, sorry, there is a tie. But also, beyond the tie, in there's regulation. A, in regulation. So you have three bets to make in regulation. You could choose the money line, which is the USA laying 200, or you could draw in regulation, a 90-minute play. So you could take the draw, which is plus 260. Now, if the game is tied in regulation, you win that bet if you have the draw. But if you're just looking to say, look, I know the U.S. is going to win no matter how they win whether they go to extra time or they go to penalty kicks you could actually do a a bet which is the USA to advance which is a 550 favorite so do the math how much more are you paying to take that game into into overtime three almost 300 bucks right okay so Brian you know for me the way I think of it is uh, 
arbitrage trader, I would, in those spots, bet the plus 260 and and bet minus 550 if I was going to ever be crazy enough to lay that. But my point is you have a shot basically to win both. You get the draw going into the game, into extra time, and then if the U.S. wins in extra time, you win that as well. So to me... To do it to, to to them have now yesterday when Morgan made that winning kick that was in regulation Mike right so it didn't it didn't affect there was no extra time but I mean I could see any soccer game go to extra time after ninety minutes and I know you really are into the soccer right Brian I am actually uh, the, the women's World Cup and the uh, so you're every four year into it every yeah. every every two years. I, 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 well, no, no, I'm saying every four, every two, I get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, well, every two years, you get the Men's and Women's World Cup, and then you get the CONCACAF Gold Cup, and I do, I follow the U.S. teams, and then by default see the other teams. Uh, and, and, Mike, you can speak to this I, with the in-game trading. Um, like, I watched England uh, earlier. I've, I've mentioned this several times. Uh, they beat Cameroon 3-1. Well, Cameroon could have scored four goals in that game. England can score, but they're terrible in their own end. So, you know, had U.S. in the over yesterday. But the crazy thing was you won the over two and a half by halftime. But the nature of the game, well, just because it starts out that way, the second half turned into a completely different animal where a team had the lead, and then basically it's about possession, not scoring. Well, exactly, With especially when they're just trying to advance this far in the tournament, the goal differential does not matter because it's not group play. These teams, once up, just want to be able to just run out the game, play smart, and then they start playing defensive-minded where they bring a couple defenders back and they have less attackers, which, again, they're just waiting for the counterattack from the team that's down. So you may not get that goal-scoring opportunity unless it's really a counter in the second half. So the, you know, the overall second half is going to be different it's really it's just like we talk about the pace of play in nba and college basketball it's not the same dynamics it's quite different but again you could find value knowing that the team may put the brakes on in the second half and take the under i mean it's not as easy as just you know knowing which team is up and just take the second under i mean take the second half under simply because they're not going to score but if you're watching the the pace of play and especially this far in tournament the teams are just trying to advance to survive in advance there's no reason for them to to run up the score like they did in group play because again you know they're just trying to not get yellow cards so they make it to the next round and to win the tournament it's different in tournaments rather than when we you know bet a second half in a regular season you know nba or college basketball game where there's another game and another game so uh, again there's a lot more dynamics now that soccer is more relevant it seems like year after year a lot more people are getting into it, and the tournaments are going on every single summer. And then the regular leagues go on year-round. I mean, soccer is a 365-day sport. I mean, these guys play on their regular teams, then they go to their national teams, then they play in these international tournaments. I mean, it's literally year-round, and you can find value all the time. Hey, let me... Uh, switch gears, guys, as we're on Sports Insider Radio. Check out sportsinsiderradio.com. Switching gears to baseball. And it will start with, with your backyard. The funny thing is, yesterday, yeah, so, okay. yesterday I had, had the over in the uh, Baltimore-Tampa game, and it was 8.5, and, and the final score was 6-3, so it got there. The funny thing is, this is an Orioles team 
that we talk about streaks in baseball, and everybody looks, oh, they won five, they lost five. But you get the same kind of opportunities with totals. And Baltimore had a seven-game streak of over games, nine of ten that had gone over. Then you got an under and a push. All of a sudden, you get a deflated number, and lo and behold, here they go again. You mean when they went 13-0? I got to talk about this for a second. So I've taken my son, my fourth. Throat son Brian, who is now one inch taller than me. Now I can't lie, two inches taller than me. So he's, so I took this child to two games in the in since the beginning of last football season. I took him to the. How about these two memorable games? I took him to the Saints Ravens game where Tucker missed his first extra point, and then. I took him on Saturday because two weeks ago a game was rain delayed, and I said, we're going to make it up. We pulled to the stadium on Saturday. It's a 4 o'clock start, 1 o'clock your time. And he looks at me and he says, we, why couldn't we have gone last night when they won 13 nothing?" So you derailed the total streak. Well, wait, listen. No, I took him on Saturday. He looks at me and he says, why couldn't we have on Friday when they won 13 nothing?" And I looked at him at the end of the game on Saturday and said, there you go, 13 nothing." Back-to-back games. Back-to-back games, 13 nothing. So, the, so the, 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 the streak of the most consecutive shutout wins was 28. I don't know which team it was in MLB history. So they had to win two by two runs. They had to win 2 nothing on Sunday to match the streak for three or more to break the streak and instead they lost two nothing on 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 Sunday but the point was is that to go to those two games of the only two games you've gone was pretty wild and I will say back to Baltimore we've talked about the profitability of the Orioles even though they're 24 and 61 if you pick your spots is that it is amazing Brian because I don't know how many cities when you're that bad you could basically fill it up and it's a party regardless uh, you know, it, it's like nobody was, there weren't, you know, people go to these games no matter how bad they are. And it just goes to say something for the, the ingrained nature of being a fan. And I think, you know, living in Vegas, and I'm not I'm not being, you know, I'm not saying it's, it's, it's just, it's a different, I guess, not growing up with that type of um, fan base. You, you know, you guys, you don't get that. You'll get it with Oakland a little bit, but it's completely different. You have baseball and you have football, and you don't see anybody not wearing the Oriole orange, and you see the the purple rave. No matter how bad these guys do, either team, they're always full regalia. As you know, we always like to grab a little from the Capitals when they're doing good to see their jerseys um, for, this, for, the, for the NHL. But it was interesting because it was the first game I've gone to this season. I thought that the stadium was going to be empty. Now, I will say this. Being a sports better... It was amazing. There was a rain delay. They changed the pitcher from uh, whoever it was to the other guy from Seattle, uh, Armstrong. And then they came back and they put the uh, – who was the guy that pitched on Saturday? Eric, uh, what's his name? Um, and then they, they came back after the rain delay, Brian, and you see the lines move. I had Don Best Mobile on my phone. They, they said, we want to make an announcement due to the rain delay. We're gonna we're, we're we're scratching Cashner Armstrong's gonna start. Uh-oh. Literally, they must have Action. like literally, no, like literally the line dropped, and then literally then they came back after forty minutes and they go, we're gonna start the game at ten, and we've decided putting Cashner back in. Oh Man, no! 
And you could see it on the Don Best screen. I don't know how the technology is so yeah, but, quick that but, I'm listening to the announcement and the lines are moving simultaneously. Right, but the problem is I can't imagine how many people just got a refund because if they didn't hit action and every time they went with the one guy, uh, you know, uh, the bet was voided. Oh, no, absolutely. But what I'm saying is from the betting, one, they have betting in stadiums and they have – you know, the, the, the iPads and the computer. It, it's interesting because it, you know, not many people were in tune with that line move like I was because of the side of the business that I'm in. And it was just interesting to watch an announcement and a line drop. It's like these, these guys at Don Best or wherever, they must have a live data feed. But I'm going to come with the numbers and the stats later. All I'll say is this. Baseball this year, what have I been preaching for decade, Brian. I make a fortune with dogs. I make a fortune with dogs. You can listen to four years of archive radio shows online. You know what? You can't stick to one thing, Brian. You just can't do it. This year is an enigma. This year, favorites are winning at a rate of the I have never seen. We discussed the prior shows. We're not going to beat the 50-50 to a dead horse spread betting with overs and unders and 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 uh, NBA and NFL and NCAA basketball right now, Brian, sixty-one percent of the favorites have won straight up, and and we're almost at July ninth and tenth, the All Star break. It is unheard of. What do you attribute that? I mean, it's never been that high, Brian. And if it is that high, it's that high for a week, and then you get a run of dogs where you're not getting the run of dogs. It's just not happening this year. Well, look at the just look at the totals, the kind of numbers you've seen, 11 and a halfs and 12s on the board. Right. The pitching is just absolutely horrible. So the pitching, so here's an interesting stat. So right now, I will say this. It's a it's 49%. So the totals are more in line with the normal expectation running at 50%. So right now all games 622 games have gone over the closing number of baseball. 588 games have gone under the total. That's 51% to the over. So literally, Brian, I mean, it's almost 50-50 when you're talking about that big of a sample size, but the thing is it's 61% when you flip it from the totals to the sides on the favorites. You want to do the so homework? Assi- you got a homework assignment? You got you got numbers wait, you want to find? I mean, I'll just, well, first of all, let's talk about right now today july 3rd three and four are your key numbers you have four game winning streak houston on a four game winning streak oakland on a four game winning streak on losing streaks baltimore cubs and diego on a three game losing streaks uh what i will say also is what i've noticed is the sweet spot on if you're a guy out there and you can't afford to access our algorithm can't afford to access our programs. You, the many different sources of information that we funnel our, our systems from, you got to look at some some simple things that we talked about, i.e. teams that are normally favorites being dogs and vice versa and streaks. Brian, the average streak right is about seven games. You can literally safely, if you can get the right number, you can start fading teams around game seven on a win or lose streak. It's been very successful from a non-mathematical uh, point of view. That means you're just looking and you see a team's on a seven-game winning streak, start fading them. Probably not going to get to ten games. Now, where you're at here, three and four games, it's no man's land. You know, these 
Tampa won seven, eight games. Houston, now, obviously, when I say you're not going to get to 10 games, Brian, of course, anything's possible. All three teams could win 20 games. I'm just making a point that the value starts coming, fading the seven, eight, nine game streaks in the opposite direction as opposed to giving out a free pick, that's kind of the free advice. In terms of the overall numbers, well, like I said, when you talk about a homework assignment, I was trying to look and see where are the edges. Well, the edges are two places, playing favorites, which we'll get into with the proper money management. Favorites are right now 61%, 755 to 498, straight up. 755-498, but where's the edge? The edge is at home favorites, not road favorites. Home favorites are 61% as well, 491 to 319. Now, the thing is, when you go to away favorites, it's... Away favorites, the percentage drops by about three percentage points. It's it's a, like to fifty six percent. It's two hundred and sixty four and one seventy nine. Now Mike over there, admittedly, is a run line lover with the road teams. Most of the away favorites are winning by more than. So where traditionally I don't like that laying the one and a half, it's been very successful for Mike the way he's been manipulating the algorithms. Because, like, the other day, Mike, you went 2-0. and you, I forget what it, whatever games they were. They were huge favors that you converted to almost pick em prices, right? You're, you're muted out. No, of course. And now, especially, you know, with the, with the road team, I know I have that ninth inning where I would never lay that run and a half at home normally. I mean, I've done that before in the past, but I tend to stay away from that. Where only on the road teams I'll run the run, run and a half, knowing I'll get the full nine inning stretch. And it just—I'm just trying to minimize risk. That's what we've been doing all season. And no matter the case, even if our system generates a heavy favorite, and sometimes we play a lot of dogs, but when it does generate a heavy favorite, we tend to play the run line just to minimize that risk. Because again, I've seen it too many times. These starting pitchers get rocked early, and second or third game, they give up three, four runs, they're out, and now it's the relievers in there for the rest of the game, and it's a completely different dynamic. You just don't want to get stuck laying heavy wood, and then at the end of the day, you're basically playing without Tom Brady for the rest of the game past past the third inning. So we talk about that all the time. How would you like to play the fourth quarter if you you have the Patriots on the money line without Tom Brady? It's the same scenario when you're laying this large price on a pitcher and he just has a bad outing, he's out in the first three innings, and now there are three, four pitchers for the rest of the game that normally would not have been in there that early, and the whole dynamic of the game changes. So you just want to minimize risk in baseball specifically. Yeah, now I will say regarding the numbers and the homework, this will blow you guys away. I don't share any of this information with Mike. Um, Tampa Bay, 50-36. and 36 basically in contention with the top of the American League East. Houston, 54-32, and 32, top of the AL West. Milwaukee, 46-40, top of the NL Central. These teams are doing absolutely nothing if you're betting them. Milwaukee, you're down 48 bucks for the season. You ready for this one, Brian? The Houston Astros, if you bet every game, you're up 49 dollars for the season. 
I'm going to repeat that. You're up $49 because they're such big favorites. When they lose, you get crushed. Minnesota's 50, uh, not forget Minnesota. Uh, Tampa Bay, 50 and 36. You're up half of that number, Brian, less than half. $24. So if you're out there and you're listening to this show and you're going, I'm going to just bet on Tampa Bay and the Yankees, and I'm going to bet on uh, Cleveland, who's second in the division, and I'm going to bet on Houston. You- and I'm going to bet on, no, man, they, they have the number with the money line. This is how they equalize it. So even though the favorites are winning 60% of the time, you're not getting value unless you're picking and choosing those favorites. And this goes back to the, the team that's the most profitable team in baseball right now has not changed since we took a break when you were on vacation last week, which is it's the Minnesota Twins. And Minnesota is just absolutely killing it. They're 53-31. and 31. They're up 1300 $22 is the only team that's in the top of their division that's actually profitable like they should for having such a great record. And the reason why is they have a winning record of 34 and 17 as a favorite, and they have an over 50% win record as, at 19 and 14 as an underdog. And if, unless you're winning in both categories, you're not, you're not, you simply can't be profitable, which is what happening with these other teams. The other issue is, as we've discussed on the prior shows, the difference between home records and away records is just absolutely astounding. Houston Astros, for an example, they're 31 and 13 home, even though they're only up 50 bucks if you bet every game. But they're basically 50% on the road. They're 23 and 19 on the road. And the difference is when you look at the Minnesota Twins, the Minnesota Twins are 26 and 14 at home, and they've Replicated that record. They're 27 and 17 on the road. So there is no distinction between whether they're at home, whether they're on the road. It just doesn't matter. Where you see these huge disparities, i.e., the Baltimore Orioles. The Baltimore Orioles, believe it or not, they have more wins on the road. They're 13 and 30 on the road. They've only won 11 games at home this whole entire season. I got lucky and took my kid to one of them. So, I mean, when you look at this, it's not a normal baseball season, which is why you see 60% of the favorites winning. And so, like, people will say to me, you're a dog lover, you're a dog lover. I'm a dog lover when the dogs have a shot. Right now, when you look at these teams, it looks like they're heavily priced. Now, am I going to lay 300 on a straight bet? No. I'm not going to lay 300 on a straight bet. But what I'm not going to do is step in front of that favorite train because it just seems that none of these teams um, are are going to get the job done. And I will say emotions on streaks run into why teams streak. People, this guy was trying to debate me on pitchers, and this, I said when you're on a when you're on the down, you're on the down, and when you're on the up, you're on the up. And I mean, I, I'll be honest with you, I couldn't bear, I couldn't bear to bet this game last night, you know where I'm going with this, right, Brian? You know I love dogs. I couldn't bear to bet this game last night. The Mets? Because I just didn't No, I felt like it was the wrong thing to do. But I knew that this team could not lose, even though they were underdog and they were on the road from an emotional perspective. Oh, yeah, I know. How, how were the Angels going to lose last night? There was no way ever... They were going to lose that game last night. They were going to win that game for Tyler, period. And they put a price on him. They open up 105. They close at minus 40 cents, the Rangers. Because everybody's thinking contrarian. What have I 
Michigan. And I'm going to myself, there's no way. There's no way. Now, that goes back to what can cause you to win games. One for, win one for him, lose one for her. There's that emotion that is part of, of, of sports that can we all agree you just can't handicap? I mean, would you ever have taken Texas yesterday? No way. If you did, I apologize. But I just see why anybody would have taken Texas yesterday. No, I mean, we, when we talk about numbers and power ratings, uh sometimes they can lead you down the wrong path. Uh, you can't blindly follow numbers. There are intangible things that, that come into play. Uh, and, and, you know, and that, and that comes with experience when you watch these things. And it, it, these are things you have to take into account. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, and when you talk about it, I mean, obviously it's a tragic situation. Um, but the reality, though, is that you take a day off, they come back, they play a game. So, I mean, it is it is something you factor in. But, you know, the, the I mean, reality of it, the one thing I would say to you, though, I mean, your point is that – over the course of all these games and the massive menu of games that are there, if push comes to shove and you have almost a, a level of confidence similar on both teams, you're, you're, if you're playing the dogs more often than not, John, John, we've talked about this, you win one out of three depending on how juicy that dog is, you're ahead of the curve. Well, so here's what's been happening. What's been happening is the reverse this season. So what's been happening is short dogs are winning. I'll say meaning short dog is defined as 25 cents up to 50 cents. What normally what normally happens is you get all the value with the big dogs, the 200s plus. What's been happening this year, the reason why 61% of the favorites are winning is because yesterday the Dodgers were minus 220. They won 5-4. Yesterday, Tampa Bay was minus 305. They won 6-3. That's what you're dealing with. The large dogs, once they're over 200 this season, and if you're listening, I'm not saying play these. What I'm saying is that don't stand in front of those because you're six out of ten times, if you're laying 200 this season so far, it could change after the All-Star break, you got a winner. They find a way. Now, you know, obviously when I run these numbers, what is the most profitable bet in all of baseball? It's the opposite of Mike's favorite bet. It's the home team plus it's the home team plus one and a half. Um, and that we're talking well actually it's any team plus one and a half. But again, you're converting the dog to a favorite. So when you do that for fifty six percent, that means Brian, fifty six percent of all favorites in baseball, because remember, the plus one and a half is the favorite that you're converting to a dog. You got that? Mm-hmm. The plus one and a half is the favorite. That record is 712 and 561. That means 712 teams won or lost by one point. So that shows you how many one run games there are. There's been 712. One run games this season—that's a lot of run games. So if you're a guy and you're looking to get that edge, plus one and a half points. But again, you have to pick and choose your spots because again, it's all about the money line versus the football that we're going to be getting into uh, shortly. And so this is the thing where you, you know you, you can take you can take Miami tonight. I'm not going to take Miami plus one and a half. Sorry. <laughs> 
Hey, I think that's a good idea. Let's step aside for just a bit, and we're going to come back, and we are going to dive into football because it's coming, and it's coming fast. Invite you to check out SportsInsiderRadio.com. And if you want to talk to the boys, 800-209-1679. JohnSyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to Access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys. The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. Hey, this is former odds maker Kenny White now on your side of the counter. Go to oddsxfactor.com where I'm going to reveal all the secrets how to beat the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and especially college sports. College is my forte. I love totals. I love second halves. And I love in-game. I was seen on 60 Minutes. I can beat the point spread. I was on the other side. Now I'm with you. Go to oddsxfactor.com. 1-800-209-1679. That's 1-800-209-1679. Pick up the phone and make the call. Get today's Consensus Club play absolutely free. Coming from the outside to the inside here at SportsInsidersRadio.com. Get our top consensus play from me, John, yours truly, plus Kenny White and Brian Blessing. It's absolutely free. Don't stall. Make the call. 1-800-209-1679. All right, we're heading to the top of the hour. SportsInsiderRadio.com. Let's get back to John and Mike. And, Michael, I can only imagine. uh Uh-oh, you're ready to go. I got to finish this thought. I got to finish this thought. So I said I can take Miami plus one and a half on the run line, and then we went to the break. Guess what, Brian? I did a little analyzing while we were on the break. This is is a team that I've taken more bad beats against the entire season when I'm picking and choosing spots, especially going against Miami and parlays. So this is amazing, Brian. Miami is 32-51. They are the last team in the NL East, right? What do you think the profitability is, or lack of profitability, if you bet to win $100 on every Miami Marlins game this season? Again, there are 32 and 51. What do you think the profit or loss is to win 100 bucks? <laughs> Have at it, man. <laughs> You're up a dollar. There you go. You're up one. There you go. Listen, I want everyone to understand this who's listening. Houston Astros are 54 and 32. 
You're up $49. Miami is 32-51. and 51. You're up a buck. Both teams are green. The team at the top in the AL West, the team at the bottom in the NL East. That goes to show you that if you're what Mike just said before, you're sitting home and you think, oh, Strasburg's pitching tonight. He's laying 255. That's a no-brainer. Wrong. 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 <laughs> because when you look at that money, that money is so amazing. That money is so amazing. How can you even – I mean, listen, this team is horrendous. And you're up a buck. And here's the reason why you're up a buck, Brian. There's always a why. They have been a favorite only three times this season. Wow. They are 2-1 and one as a favorite. And they are 30 and 49 as a dog. So what that basically means is if you're an underdog and you're down 20 games, you're even. If the prices are big enough that you're getting. So I'm going to take that back. As I always like to give out a free winner on the radio, I'm going to keep the streak alive. Take Miami plus 255 and then take Miami plus one and a half plus 110. Discuss this, Brian. Anytime mm-hmm. you can get the plus one and a half and you're not laying a number, that's huge, Brian. Just to, I know you're going to hate it when I say it, but you know it is, Brian. It's value. There you go. And, uh, it, it, it makes sense. Hey, real quick as we're heading to the top of the hour here, fellas. Michael, I'm assuming you are going bonkers and diving into your football prep and getting ready. Just before football, actually uh, – just drove up to Delaware and I put in my futures bet on the Lakers even money to win the whole thing you and my son I'm obsessed I'm obsessed with this free agent frenzy everybody's jumping all over the board there's a lot of free agents a lot of crazy trades that have happened so far since July 1st and biggest one yet everybody's anticipating the move where's Kawhi gonna go I mean the Right now, it's reported either the Clippers, the Lakers, or he's going to be in Toronto. I believe he's going to make the super big three with the Lakers, get on another piece. They literally have five guys under contract on the entire team right now. They're waiting for him. I think it's going to be a good – I see, I'm, I'm all for that. I'm all for the big three. I know some people are opposed, you know, just like with the Heat had the big three – Golden State. Well, real, real quick, I got to ask both of you one thing because I know we got like ten minutes left. Since you're in Vegas, uh, Brian, and we know it's coming to Vegas soon. I mean, what about tonight? We got action, man. We got the Memphis Grizzlies against the Cavaliers in Salt Lake City. We the opening numbers two and a half. I mean, who's betting this stuff? Are you bet? Are you involved in this? I know maybe when it comes to Vegas and you want to go watch a game, but I mean, do you get into this summer league, Brian? Personally, I do not, but I know people that do. Well, there's always people to do, but regarding the Lakers, they're getting one and a half tonight. Uh, uh, no, actually, yeah, they're getting two and a half tonight. Uh, but no, look, in all seriousness, like he was saying, is that people, you know, this is when you have the the trades coming. But with the NFL, this is the thing for everyone listening. We're only we. This is the longest season. It goes from March 28th to October 30th. Most traditional sports information radio shows and podcasts they're football centric and 
suffice to say, football only. They come on the air in the first, second week of August. We do this year-round because if you want to be a sports insider and you want to bet as a business, not as a hobby, you really don't care what shape the ball is. This is a literally a 365-day, no holiday, no taking off because it's 4th of July. People always say to me, John, man, you got it hard. You got to go to the office. I'm just like an athlete. If the athlete's got to go fly to the games, what what, what exempt ex- makes me exempt from doing my analysis on these games? It's just another day. Now I know to the average person that's into this game, they don't look at it like that. But the reality is, it's just another day. And the reality is, you have seven days a week opportunities to make money. And uh, you know that that's just my my word on it. Don't. Like you said last Brian or two weeks ago, you don't want to discount baseball in three weeks when the NFL preseason starts August 8th, and then you just forget about it till October 30th when you have all these opportunities. But people do. People do. People do, and that's why they call us, and we basically uh, we don't care about giving them a Monday night football game You know, when baseball is playing. It's whatever has the better odds of winning. How about football, though, Mike? Uh, uh, what are some of the big things you're going to be watching for here in the next little bit? First of all, it's injuries. I mean, you look at Cincinnati, they lose. Uh, they draft the, the tackle in the first round from Bama, think they got their offensive line going, kids out for the year. Yeah, I mean, look, in football, that's a huge part of the game. It's such a physical sport, regardless if it's in, you know, training camp and mini camp, you know, it's. It, all of that is just part of the game. It's a physical sport. It's unlike anything else, and that's going to happen every year. And you have so many players on both sides of the ball, offensive and defense, there's just going to be that element. What's Who's the next guy up? Who's the guy that can step in? We see this year after year. That guy that we've never heard about comes in and just has one of the best years ever out of nowhere. So you really, the depth charts, they start forming this time of the year. I mean, training camp is going to start shortly. Then we're right into preseason, and before you blink, it's going to be opening day football. I mean, all I need to know right now, because we know numbers are so important, Brian, should I grab the Bills at plus three right now against the Jets <laughs> oh. on the on September 8th, or is that line going to go to four, or is it going to go to two? Tell me, Brian. Uh, you missed the boat, kid. It was plus three and a half for a long time. <laughs> and oh, by the way, <laughs> uh, there are a number of them on week one in the NFL. On seven. No, yeah, no, seven and three. Uh, no, but what does it say? There's a number of these games, and that is division games that are played on opening week. More often than not, that doesn't happen. But the thing is, across the board, and I don't have the exact number in front of me, but the road dogs in division games on opening day, the dog, the number is stupefying uh, in favor of the the underdog. Well, so here's the thing. My son is all of a sudden a, a, a Raven fan, fake slash Browns fan. <laughs> and the Browns are five and a half against the Titans week. So, again, we're talking serious betting on numbers. Now, that if one's going like to move. Bra- that one's going to so move. So that's what I'm saying. If you like the Browns, you got to bet them at five and a half. Why are you going to wait till almost seven by game time? I don't see the line going down. Well, it's, it's, a, dead, it's, a, dead, it's a dead number, and it's going to move. And it's going to move. And they're this very – they are the, this, you know, the lightning rod this year that I would envision. Um, yeah, I think six would probably be the closing number. 
And, and then you also have uh, the Patriots open against the Steelers. Key number wise, key number of seven. The Saints open against the Texans. Key number of seven. We're going to get more into this closer, but it is interesting. You do have the ability to place these plays early. I will find out what the deal with the Seattle Bengals line is. That's amazing. Seattle's nine and a half on the opening day. I mean, I don't know how bad the Bengals are supposed to be this year, but uh, it seems that's the highest line on the board, followed by the Cowboys laying eight and a half over the key number against the Giants. Um, but it will be interesting to see how these lines move as we get closer and closer and closer. And then we'll get into the preseason in a few weeks, and then we have certain teams, i.e. the Orioles, not the Orioles, the Ravens, that have like one of the best records in preseason, regardless of how they fare in regular season. Every year. For some year. reason, every, every, every year. 4-0, 4-0, 4-0. Yep, no, every year. I mean, I, it's not one of these things I think you can go bonkers with, but I think – if you take a diligent approach to preseason, there are defined opportunities there. And and that's, and the preseason is really, I mean, really about information. It really is. I mean, it's especially week one, they're just, you know, you're not going to get the starters for more than a drive. Week two, pretty much the same scenario. Week three, they try to do a game rehearsal. They'll play an entire half. But we've seen it in the last couple of years where they won't play anybody. I mean, they're just not going to take the risk where they lose a key player for the entire year during preseason, and that's happened in years past. So they've toned it down a lot, as they've done you know, in years past where they basically played a whole half and they basically did a complete rehearsal in week three. But I think still preseason is important to get these guys in gear because the conditioning is such a big deal. And we see that week I mean, certain teams – are just conditioned better, and certain guys just play better without having, you know, a lot of tread in the preseason period. So it's definitely an element that, unlike any other in any other sport, and I'm just very excited, Brian. It's it's literally a month away. Oh, and I know you're an upper in your fantasy draft. That's coming, too. I was just telling my friends earlier, when are we setting the draft date? When is the live draft? What type of food are we having? I'm literally already preparing for end of August. All right, boys. Hey, the hour flies by. SportsInsiderRadio.com. I hope you guys have a wonderful 4th of July. You too, Brian. In the office. <laughs> it'll be nice and warm. I'm sure it'll be nice and warm in Vegas. Yeah, bar- barbecuing by the pool. It sounds sounds like a plan. And I'll tell you, give you a plan. Give the guys a call, 800-209-1679. SportsInsiderRadio.com. And before you know it, fellas, honestly, I mean, we'll have hoops and NBA and hockey, but the reality is we're not that far away from really talking about football the majority of the time. So it's going to be a fun summer. It's going to go fast. Have a good day. Absolutely, 100%. Have a good day, boys. Enjoy the fourth. And we invite you again to check out sportsinsiderradio.com. It's the Vegas Board, Tuesday morning at 10 on AM 1400, KSHP North Las Vegas, and KSHP.com. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. Travelers are hitting the roads and skies for the 4th of July holiday weekend. This woman at Tampa International Airport on Wednesday was happy to get ahead of most of the crowds. 